Uh, Shabbat Shalom, everybody. It's Friday, our Supernatural Friday podcast here from Christian Center Shreveport. Pastor Tim Karskatton here, your host, sharing these stories of how God will use the supernatural to teach you His ways. And today we have a vision that was key to the birth of a worldwide revival about the heavenly banqueting hall. Shabbat Shalom. Another week in this earth and this planet, you've been a light and you've shined forth his glory. I know you. I know you have. And I thank God that he's used you that way. It's our Supernatural Friday. It is, of course, Friday, December the 2nd, 2022. We're so glad you're with us. We're glad you've been blessed uh, to listen this week with us. We, we consider that a blessing that you have partnered with us trying to release the prophetic to give you encouragement for the days ahead. And this is a, a day that we like to share supernatural encounters, whether it be a healing, a miracle, a vision, a dream, heavenly encounter, whatever God has brought his people. And I blink, we, I think we need to listen to all the body. Don't want you just to have one angle, one view, because we all see in part and we know in part. And this, this vision by Carol Arnott was, was part of John and Carol Arnott. They're part of the Toronto, we call it the Toronto Blessing. Uh, the miracles that started back in the 90s, it spread worldwide. The joy of the Lord was the key manifestation of that revival, but also inner healing, uh, intimacy. There were so many things that were birthed out of that revival. I was never blessed to go to it, but I was in like kind of the overflow of it, the afterglow of Brownsville down in Pensacola, Florida. But there were people that I sat under or, or received from that were part of that revival. And it was real. It was tangible of what happened. And I, matter of fact, uh, Carol and not prayed for me one time at a conference I was at. And I, the prophetic I'm in right now, I have to be honest with you, started when that woman prayed for me. And she had had an angel appear to her and said, gave her a sword and said, you know, touch people with this. Uh, tell them it's going to cost them much, but if they'll receive it, they can have this gift. And, and I, I went forward and I have never been the same. So this woman has a special place in my heart. I don't know her. She never met me. But other than she prayed for me, she didn't. I was one of hundreds that she prayed for. But I want you to hear this testimony where she was taken in a vision and saw the banqueting hall of the great marriage supper of the lamb and what it looks like. It's a very simple vision, but if you'll listen, you'll hear things for your own life and for those that you're believing for. So let's listen to this testimony. Then we're going to pray for you on the backside. All right, listen in. I want to talk to you today about a wonderful vision that the Lord had given me three weeks into the revival. They prayed for us, and I fell on the floor um, 
And I had this most incredible encounter. All of a sudden, I was in this beautiful meadow and Jesus walked up to me and handed me a bouquet of lily of the valley. Now, they're tiny little flowers. They smell just beautiful. And so when he did that, I knew what he meant. So let me go out of the vision again to tell you what that meant. John had, we were dating and it was spring. His mom had given him a bouquet for me. So on the way home, I'm saying, woe is me. I'm feeling bad and all my circumstances. And the lily of the valley were right beside me and they began to waft the fragrance. The Lord spoke to me and he said, Carol, the lily of the valley don't grow on the mountaintops. They only grow in valleys. When you're in a valley, I'll have my lilies there for you. So back into the vision, Jesus handed me the bouquet of flowers and we just had a wonderful time in this beautiful meadow, laughing, talking about things that we've shared over the years. We're just like children um, playing. We crossed our arms and swung around and laughed for a long time. And then finally he said to me, Carol, can I have the bouquet back? I went, hmm, you know, girls don't like to give bouquets back, guys, in case you're just a heads up. But anyway, I gave it back to him kind of hesitantly. And he began to go around and pick up all different color flowers, red ones, yellow ones, purple ones, white ones, and began to make them into a wreath. And in that wreath, he placed the lily of the valley. And then he put it on my head, and out of nowhere came a long white wedding veil. Scene changed. I know I'm walking. I had my hand over Jesus' arm. We're walking down the streets, and I'm kind of looking around thinking, I don't know where we are. I don't recognize any of this. But there were people along the way, and they were cheering. And I thought to look down, and I went, oh my goodness. I'm in heaven, I'm walking on the streets of gold. Ah, I married Jesus. And as soon as I thought that, scene changed again. And there was this massive banquet hall. I mean, I couldn't see to the end of it. It was huge. And the tables were all set, beautiful linens, beautiful china, flowers, candelabras. Everything was ready. And then I looked around and I said, Jesus, where is everybody? The banquet feast is ready. And then he said to me, turn, to turn. And I looked sideways and here were all these beautiful people. And I said, Jesus, who are these? And he said, they're the broken, they're the outcast, they're the ones that nobody's loved and nobody's cared for. And I've bidden them to come into my banquet feast. And then at that moment, and oh, and they were radiant. I want to tell you that. Their faces were just absolutely radiant with joy, with peace, with love. And then they had wedding attire on. And I said, Jesus, they are so beautiful. And he said, yes, they're my bride. And then he came up to me and he said, can I have the first dance, Carol? Now go back and out of the vision. When I first got saved, I had read um, in the Bible about, you know, getting crowns. And I thought, Lord, I really don't want a crown. I would rather have a hug. You see, I was a single mom. I didn't have anybody to hug me. My kids hugged me though. But 
I said, Jesus, when I get to heaven, my reward will be, you know, a hug. I would just like a big, long hug from you, Jesus. So in the vision, Jesus came up and asked me for the first dance. And I thought, yeah, that's my answer to my prayer is a hug from Jesus. And as we began to dance, I thought, oh, oh dear, my wedding veil's too long to dance. And then all these little birds came, little cardinals and blue jays and sparrows, and they picked up my wedding veil and I danced with Jesus. And as I came out of that, John came up to me on the platform and said, Carol, will you share what, um, what's happened to you? Because the audience, and this was like two weeks or three weeks into the revival, and I'm on the platform and I guess I, my feet are up in the air and I'm, I guess I was running with Jesus and my hands are going all over the place. And I was quite a distraction to the audience, but they come up to John and said, you know, do you think we better pull Carol off the stage because Mark DuPont was speaking? And uh, John said, nobody touch her. She's never done anything like this. And she would not do this for a million dollars. And so they left me. But when John saw I was kind of coming out of it, he said, can you share what happened? So I asked the Lord and he said, yeah, you can share it. I got up and I had Jeremy our worship leader sang uh, Kevin Prosh's song, So Come, which talks about the broken and the hurting and coming to, the, coming to the Lord. So then I shared the vision, and then he said, tell my people to be like the five wise virgins. The 10 were all Christians. They all had lamps, they all had them lit. They were all looking for the bridegroom to come. And they all slumbered and slept. What was the difference? The five wise had extra oil and the five foolish did not. What was the oil? It was the oil of intimacy, being one with Jesus, spending time in intimacy with Him. The five foolish had to go and buy extra oil because you see, you can't give somebody your intimacy. And so I want to pray with you today that you would have a desire that God would put in you a longing just to be His bride and spend time with Him. Lord Jesus, I just thank you that you're calling your church, your people, ah, Lord, the broken and the hurting, to come into the wedding banquet feast to be married with Jesus for eternity. And Lord, I ask that you would create such a longing and such a desire in their hearts, oh, to spend time. Just put on a, a, a CD or a music that you can just love Jesus. Tell him how much you love him. And then ask him, Jesus, what would you have to say to me? You see, it's a time of romance, intimacy with Him. It's not a prayer list. It's not praying for the nations. This is just time to fall in love and be with Jesus, a two-way relationship. And Jesus does not want a five-minute fling. He wants an ongoing, deep 
longing love affair with his bride. So be the bride of Christ. Be ready, be those five wise, not the five foolish. Thank you, Jesus. Bless everyone to just get so radically in love with our King and our Bridegroom. And his name is Jesus. You know, guys, I think we must always remember that the Lord loves the afflicted, the the outcast. Now, we think of that as maybe somebody who's poor or, you know, they're ugly or you know, nobody wants to be around them. But you know what? Many times it's doing great exploits for the Lord and doing what he asks you to do, and they hate you for it. Jesus said, they hated me. They're going to hate you. He was an outcast. Although he was whole spiritually, by the measurements of society, he was an outcast. Ostracized, made fun of, spat on, hit, okay? And I want to say this, what she saw in that vision of the banquet room and the people off to the side that she saw, I think many of them were prosperous in the spirit. They weren't, you know, nobody liked them, nobody wanted to talk to them kind of thing in the church. I believe it more was the world. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't happen in the church. Sometimes when you're a voice in the church, people don't want to hear what you have to say. Maybe it's the way you deliver it. Be careful. But if you're trying to just show love and and walk in the purity of Christ and you're rejected, that's part of it. Jesus said that before he died. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I long to gather you as a mother hen desires to gather her chicks. And you missed your day of visitation. He was deeply sorrowful for they had missed it and rejected what God had brought through him. And so I want you to look at that a little bit differently, but then let's press into this place of preparing ourselves. The bride prepares herself. Now, I know for you guys, sometimes that's hard to swallow that pill about being that bride, but it's it's a masculine bride, too. I mean, it's strength. It's mighty. It's David's army. You know, it's David, the mighty one. The least of these shall be like David, right? The greatest like an angel. So it's part of the attributes of who he is and who we are as the bride of Christ. And so this vision that she had is important for all of us to not be discouraged in this season of obeying the Lord. Let me pray for you that God would give you the strength to continue on regardless how you're treated. Lord, I pray for everybody. I know many of these people are intercessors and they stand on the wall and a lot of people think they're crazy. And I just thank you, God, that you have a place for us in that banqueting hall. You said you prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemy. Lord, you long to dine with us. And us, let us long to dine with you as this vision is fulfilled in our lives and we become what, what you called us to be. We pray that over everybody here today in the name of Jesus. All right. Shabbat Shalom. We'll see you next week. 
Well, thanks again for listening each and every day. Some of you are so faithful to that. I get the letters and emails, and let me tell you, they mean much. You can contact us at info at ChristianCentersReport.com. You can go to our website or our app, and we have ways to contact us there as well. And we thank you. Those testimonies are encouraging to us. Thank you for your giving. That's very encouraging as well. I pray that you have a wonderful weekend and that you join us again next Monday as we start all over again. Shabbat Shalom.